what do you say after that? It's so good. Wow. Yeah. So good. The great, late, great, masterful is Oscar Pettiford. Yes. That was a uh, pendulum at Falcon's Lair. Um, that was his uh, Oscar from the Oscar Pettiford Orchestra, Deep Passion. 1956. Can you it's believe it? Crazy, I mean, beautiful. Amazing, yeah. right? Um, yes, indeed. And here we are giving uh, our base legend legends their flowers while they're gone. Not while they're mm -hmm. living, but while they're gone. Um, first installment of what we're going to call uh, bassists as leaders. Um, and, of course, you know, it's very fitting to start with one of the legendary bassist uh, lead bass leaders yes. <laughs> um, of this music um, what can you what can we say about this man t the great Oscar Pettiford. take it away okay. take it away Bob you, you we have a Gosh, whole bunch to talk about here there's so much that we could bring up about the great Oscar Pettiford he's obviously an innovator of the highest level mm -hmm. any art form yes this man was like just that. pioneering you know uh, and uh, given his you know like his upbringing situation everything like that the fact that he was leading a big band and recording records mm. that people were buying in stores as a bass player mm -hmm. just in, you know in the 1950s, that's that's right in the early 1950s for sure right. i mean that's that's kind of a tall order for these days yeah put <laughs> exactly out a, put out an album <laughs> as a bass player let alone a big band you know but you know mm -hmm. obviously there's you know plenty of folks these days keeping that flame alive but i think you know we were back and forth with like okay basis as leaders who do we talk about first i think initially we came right to oscar pettiford yes you know there's so many other great bases as leaders and we're definitely going to dig into them coming forward or moving forward with this mm -hmm. this idea but um there is just so much that we need to talk about and, and if i've kind of already referenced this that obviously the bass players are usually in the back yeah in the back of the band mm -hmm. not getting their love but we're trying to shine a light with this particular series uh on the on the basis that are leaders and we're we're also digging in too because we always when we study this music jazz we really need to be historians mm. and understand the lineage of where things are coming from mm. right there is perhaps charles mingus's music the famous big band music or uh, s smaller group uh albums that he's put out would be different yeah without oscar pettiford that's true that's even true. the modern albums mm. coming out they would be i'm sure that they would be slightly different so he was really an innovator really forward thinking um he, you know, I think it's really interesting. We've done a little backstory here or a little bit of history on great Oscar Pettiford. And there's not a lot of information out there. There's not a great Oscar Pettiford biography book out no. that I'm aware of. No, But no. there should be. And perhaps there will a be like, like a lot of bits and pieces, a lot of nuggets you have to pull from different places to kind of like Definitely. get a full story of this man. But, it, but you know, you do your research, you... You'll, you'll, yeah. Um, you'll, you'll come so the something. back of records are a big place that I go. Uh -huh. You know, like you can find stuff that's not in print anywhere else, just yes. like written on the back of like the jacket sleeves. Mm. Ruben has got a great book that we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. But just really quick, mm. Oscar Pettiford, born 1922, uh, died in 1960. He was only 38 years old. Yeah. Which is just insane. Crazy. Right? You know, uh, born in Oklahoma, but the family moved to Minneapolis shortly thereafter. Uh, he was uh, he was part of a uh, a family band, mm. very similar to Charlie Hayden, you know, as, yeah. a, as a young child, you know, being in the family band and touring around. And there's yeah. even a story of uh, Dizzy Gillespie claiming that he saw 
this band, the family band, the Pettiford family band, play in South Carolina. Dizzy heard them as a kid, which is crazy <laughs> because further down the road, their connection, Dizzy and Oscar Pettiford. What and, stories, you know, that, progenitor what stories of they had together. Like, do you know, you I saw imagine? you. And then, you know, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But I think it's really, okay, so we're, we're trying to focus on him as a leader. And I think this, the early, the origin story is really important here. Because before Oscar Pettiford was a bassist, Mm. He played piano, trombone, trumpet. Mm. At six years old, he started dancing, Hello. Front, fronting the family band by mm. singing. He was apparently twirling batons, mm. drumming, and he was just a showman and right. up front and okay with being up front. Right, right. Yeah. From the get-go. And that and carried so bring on. bring that up to the base. That just carried on, right? To, to, exactly. to, to be that, have that fearless, like, you know what? I don't, yeah, I'm playing the bass, but. You know, I already have all this history behind me, <laughs> dancing and singing, doing all this. You know, why can't yeah. I do this bass? You know, come on. Abs- absolutely. And reading all that, too, definitely, you know, opens up in my mind, the, the, obviously the showman aspect, being up front, but then understanding the role of different instruments. Yeah. You know, and understanding like piano, harmony, uh, melodic lines from trumpets, trombones, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Dancing with rhythm, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. big one. But we think further down the road, we're going to check out a little bit of uh, uh, Oscar's great recorded body of work. And there is a lot of instrument, uh, interesting instrumentation mm-hmm. to note. He was always searching for some different sounds. But yes. We'll talk a little bit more about that in yes. a minute. Yes. Yeah. But uh, before we actually play some music or, or go on, I want to definitely plug that book that you mentioned, um, ah, yeah. uh, which I feel at least um, gives a a good uh, how can I say gives you a good picture of this man's this great man's life kind of from when he was a kid to to his death um, mm. there's a, a book that I've referenced before by Dave Hunt um, called Jazz Bass Artists of the 1950s mm. and I always you know uh, go back to this certain book um, if I'm trying to do some research or or just skim, I keep it actually next to my my nightstand when I'm <laughs> at the nice. house, um, yeah. and it, it talks a lot about a lot of different bases. It's incredible how much how detailed this you know Dave Hunt was with with uh, I guess his maybe his wife also Virginia Hunt helped with it. It's it's incredible. Anyway, I want to give you that 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 plug and. Um, Actually, There's a I lot of good info in that book that you were talking about. Earlier. Sorry to speak over you, but no. there was a you were mentioning something about um, there was some insight into the pushback that he was getting during his time as a leader. Well, yeah, that basically that he, I mean, he was really striving to be a leader. He really wanted to be on the on the level of Duke Ellington. For them. I mean, I guess there's a lot of artists of who wanted to be because Duke was, you know, Mingus. such yeah. the you know upper echelon of the of the music, and especially being the uh, 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 a black man in you know the 40s 50s you know before or whatever uh yeah. touring with a band you know with such prestige you know uh just being able to present because you know since oscar you know was a bassist and he wrote so much music and he, he arranged also you know with gg grice and others um yeah. he just and also i think it, it comes back to kind of what you said he was used to being in the limelight right because with his sure. with his family you know what i mean so that probably was always stuck in his head that oh, man, yeah i could do this i want to you know present this music and my music on a on a grand stage but right. uh you know but p- it was hard i mean people that was just not the norm then you know what i mean there was some 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 probably some basis were leaders but not quite like him you know what i mean um definitely and he knew he stood out he knew he was special everyone knew he was special so 
um yeah, yeah some this book kind of talks about that and, and a lot of other things i mean and a fun fact also i don't know if it's from this book actually or from another uh is that you know we almost didn't have oscar peterford as mm. this great you know master that he is because he quit he quit <laughs> right you know um he wasn't he, even that old when he quit no too. he quit he was, he was like around, checked out by know, like 12 teenager. 13 in that range yeah. and you know we owe it to actually mel hilton who mm. uh, encouraged him to come play music again he was working at a, a war plant when he was around 14 when milton bill hilton came through town uh, with cab calloway and um, i guess they knew each other from before and he remembered yeah uh, you know how incredible musician he was he was probably discouraged and you know who knows for different reasons um uh yeah another reason to say a big thank you to the great milt hinton you know right the judge. um thank and milton was like come on man we need you come on don't yes. do this you know <laughs> pulled him pulled <laughs> yeah. his coattail and there we there he is he you know became the <laughs> the oscar benefit we know up to today um, beautiful yeah and so there's 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 just so much to talk about, but one of the first things that come to mind now is uh, thinking about his legacy of being uh, a composer. Yeah, he's clearly an genius bassist. I mean, mm -hmm. just any investigation of that, you can you can hear that uh, cello playing, obviously. But his compositional legacy is is deep too. There's a number of tunes. Uh, composition, excuse me, that um, that really stand out. And a couple of them would be obviously tricketism. Mm -hmm. That's like a bass standard. That's like if yep. you play upright bass, yeah, you yep. need to be able to play that or at least know of it. Yep, uh, Bohe Bohemia After Dark, mm -hmm. which we're going to play a little bit of in a minute. Laverne Walk and Blues in the Closet, which mm -hmm. is like one of the first blues that, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of up and coming musicians learn. And, and it gets slept on that that was written by a bass player. So I, we definitely need to put that out there. The Blues in the Closet was written by the great Oscar Pettiford. When you hear it, let's talk about it. Y'all better know. Y'all better know. How about we listen? How about we listen to some stuff? Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. What do you want to put on, Rube? Uh, let's do that. Let's do, do, do that uh, Bohemian After Dark. Bohemian cool, After cool. Dark, uh, which is this from the another one, uh, the ABBA Another One. It's one of his uh, earlier, uh, I guess, solo records. Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, I think it's a sextet. Uh, yeah, but uh, Gigi Grice is on alto mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. clarinet on this album as well. But there's flute, there's uh, there's uh, um, Oscar Pettiford playing cello, overdubbing stuff, and yeah, yeah. Uh, 1955. I, I, and to yeah. be clear, I meant solo as in you know first one of his earliest led. Yeah, um, he's a leader. <laughs> <laughs> led um, albums. Okay, yeah. Anyway, let's play some music. This is uh, Bohemia After Dark on the album entitled Another One. Thank you. 
Dreamy After Dark. That's a good one. Standard, standard, and just amazing. You, these these recordings are just timeless. To me, I could go back and listen to them. They still sound modern. Yes. There's some other stuff we're going to play later, too. It's just like could have been recorded last week. Yep. So hip. But it goes without saying, Oscar Pettiford was in high demand. He was one of the progenitors of the bebop scene uh, in the 50s in, in New York, obviously in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He played with everybody. Coleman Hawkins, Dizzy we talked about earlier he was on Thelonious Monk's first few albums yes. uh, and in a, a great great album with uh, with Monk and uh, who am I thinking Kenny of Clark. on drums Kenny Clark thank you mm-hmm. for Monk Plays Duke mm-hmm. uh, and of course he worked with Duke Ellington as well mm-hmm. so as a leader it's really interesting to me that he quote unquote discovered the great Cannonball Adderley right he was leading a band and apparently the story is one of his bandmates was like um, knew about Cannonball who was a school teacher at the time mm. right and but they didn't realize that he could blow that he was the Cannonball right right <laughs> and so 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 um, the, the the bandmate apparently thought that he was putting on Oscar and uh, had had Cannonball come up and play and just Cannonball obviously just killed it so obliterated the stage yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there we go you know so shortly thereafter cannibal was like big time but mm-hmm. in the 50s uh in the mid 50s oscar pettiford led sextets big bands and we talked a little bit about his different instrumentation too the usage of french horns harps mm-hmm. uh him playing cello which i gotta i gotta mention too is really fascinating to me that the cello is a quieter instrument much like the bass right mm-hmm. for oscar to play in a big band with the cello he had affixed um, a pickup, like what we would just call like a common pickup or a transducer, right? Or whatever it, the term might be. He had a pickup installed on his cello so he could cut through and be a solo artist mm. uh, on, on the cello. But he also played through this amp that's got, especially on this that recording that we heard at the beginning, he plays with uh, an amp that's got like this built-in vibrato. Really? And it's just got this like, yeah, it's got this effect built into it. Oh, you know, I and it sounds kind of different. I think it was just a... A new sound that he was playing That's a with. fun fact. I didn't know about that. Okay. It's, it's interesting, right? Wow. So, um, but then there's also, you know, he was really early on. He was cool with innovation. Obviously, yeah. as a band leader, writing, arranging, putting out albums, right. et cetera, et cetera. But mm. also, he um, was really, really early on uh, th- uh, using the technology of overdubbing mm. himself. You know, there's some early Lenny Tristano albums, uh, Descent into the Maelstrom, I think is called, early 50s. But from, there's this one track that I just want to play a little bit of now, if that's cool. Yes, from please. 1954. Mm-hmm. It's a B-flat blues, but this is called, i got to think about how to say this, Rumba, Rum Blues. Because <laughs> it's a, con- it's a, it's a uh, what do you call it when you put those two words together? So is it but Rum Blues rumba or is it Rumba Blues? Because you can say Rumba or Rumba. Rumba. Thank you. There we Do go. I, say rum, I think so. Rumba, Roomba. <laughs> I don't, who knows? Room blues. <laughs> We're gonna have the Rumba or Roomba police get us on this, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Ruben. Exactly. <laughs> nope. I take I take all the help I can get. But right. let's check out just a minute of that with this beautiful overdubbed cello solo with Oscar's pre-recorded bass line, and then he takes a solo over this. Wow. Nineteen fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Let's check some of that out. Thank you. 
so hip. I hate to turn that down, but I wanted to jump ahead to where we can hear Oscar playing the cello. So he's about to take a cello solo here, overdubbed on top of his pre-recorded bass. So let's just check that out. time of day it is rum blues oh, room blues. Uh, yeah right. yeah what can we say the cello wow i mean how do you do that i mean i just don't get that well like, we we so, have to let folks know that i mean i i mean it was kind of a a stumble right i mean it wasn't a stumble uh, he, he, right. he broke his arm earlier on mm -hmm. in his career and uh he as he was healing he picked up or maybe he was already playing cello and he started to to play that because he could play it with a sling, you know what I mean? It was much easier Crazy. to do than, than playing the upright bass. And, you know, who knows yeah. it's going to become like part of his whole thing. You know, he can, you know, cause he was, he was, he, he was healing quite a long time. I think over a year, maybe I, I, I don't oh, know. Wow. It was, it was a quite, a, break. quite a while yeah. that he had to, till he could really get back to full form playing the bass. Um, and this became a signature thing for him to play the cello. I mean, it's incredible. You know, the, the things he's able to, to do on the instrument and he tuned it in fourths not fifths as as it usually is and um, right. yeah I, I i was able to do uh, a great um tribute to oscar uh Pettiford, i'd say i want to say about five years ago in wow. copenhagen um i was brought over there uh, by this club uh called montmanta uh yeah. and uh we were able to, I was able to go over there and do do these uh, I think like three or four nights um, featuring wow. some of Oscar's uh, music with all these Danish musicians and, and really giving him his love uh, I Beautiful. even end up playing Oscar's uh, bass actually get out of here yeah Are you serious yeah one wow. of his, one there was this classical bassist who loved jazz who didn't play jazz at all but owned mm -hmm. his last bass and, wow. and it wasn't in in, in in playing condition necessarily, but sure. but but he had it and he brought it to the club, and the I played coming like coming off that thing. Whoa! Yeah, it was it was like whoa! I can't believe I played this man's instrument. As I said, it was it, it it wasn't in in great shape, but it was I played like one tune, one little solo tune on it every night, just so Beautiful. I could just give that respect and that love. Um, and so I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. Really. Yeah, wow. yeah. It in was, it was, in huh? in this legendary club yes. that he undoubtedly played at. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and many it, many great musicians. So there. it was it's full circle. It was just like okay, so here we are giving his flowers. But, uh, you know, I was able to do that some years ago, and uh, um, I'm, I'm happy to have uh, I've done it. Um, de definitely, yes. we played some Bohemia, After Dark. We, we played Laverne Walk. We played all those tunes, you know, and, uh, yeah. Cool. Thank you, Oscar Pettiford, for all you've done for this music, for the bass. Um, and, uh, you know, we're glad that you 
decided to be, become a bass leader. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're still, I mean, you're still influencing and affecting us mm. and you will be continuing to do so. You know, I was just thinking as we were really briefly, I'll, I'll say this at the end here, uh, talking about the cello, mm. you know, he, he opened up the door, opened, paved the way for other bassists to become leaders as on cello or as soloists on cello. You think about like Dave Holland, right. Ron Carter, et cetera. Yes. There's a bunch of other bass players that picked up the cello and gone that direction. But that's just, I, I love that story, and I just am in getting a visual image of you being in a club playing Oscar Pettiford's bass yeah. in this beautiful club. And full circle, that's where the last days uh, for Oscar, he was in Europe. He was an yes. expat, right? And yes. he went to Denmark. Yes. Right? Yeah, he, was, so he, he lived in Copenhagen. And he, and he, he died uh, some years after that, you know, um, suddenly. Crazy. Um, 38 years old. From a, wow. a, a, a virus closely related to polio, you know. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. But anyway, uh, well, and hey, this is a lot of this is a lot of fun, Ruben. I like the as always the basis as leaders, and thank you, Oscar Pettiford. Yeah, man, thank you for coming on this base centric journey, um, yes, celebrating yes. the life of Oscar Pettiford, and um, and we'll do this again and again with other leaders um, in some time to come. All right, beautiful. Thanks, thanks, listeners. Thanks so much, Ruben. Talk to you soon, man. All right, Bob. Peace, peace, peace. peace.